Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs are just for women, and this beer is going to hit us like a truck. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys. And this week we are reading Stephen King's Pet Cemetery and starting with a beer. It is Allagash's Saison. And who brought this beverage, gentlemen? I brought this. Porquet. Because Allagash is a beer company from Portland, Maine. It's like the main beer. Yeah, for sure. It's the main one. It's the main beer in Maine. Both with and without an E. And they're like a big company, and I've had their beer plenty of times before, but they don't have interesting names. So this seemed like a a fine reason to actually drink their beer for once on the podcast. It sounds almost like a less ethnic version of the Austin Powers characters, a lot of vagina, all the gash. Yeah. We didn't even make it 60 seconds <laughs> <laughs> before we... That's that all out. a gash. Tastes a little funky. Now, this actually is a... It does have a little bit of funk to it. Like a peppery... Does it say it sounds like those farmhouse shit? Yeah. Yeah. That same family of weird shit. Okay. Light, crisp, but it has that spicy kind of thing going on. I'm not a huge fan. This is a fine one. It's all right. It's not as uh, crazy as some other ones, which is a good thing because it's right. fucking weird. There you go. All right, Nate, what do you, uh, what do yeah, you think of it? Yeah, it's fine. I like it. <laughs> I, I'm wondering now why I didn't bring the Allagash White because Maine is the whitest state. I should have picked up that one instead. Uh, that's true. I'll say that for another Stephen King book since they're all in fucking Maine. Yeah. And this book came out in the 80s, I guess, right? Early 80s when Stephen King was churning out a book every nine and a half hours. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He was prolific. Yep. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> so, what the hell is the doctor's name again already? Louis Creed. Louis Creed. Louis Creed, yeah. So, he's the main character. His and dad fought Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> and won. So he, Later. Yeah. yeah. In the 80s. So, no, no. I think the Cre- Apollo was the first first Rocky. That was okay, like 77. 77 or 78 or something like that. Oh, okay, fine. And then the rematch is Rocky too, And I think Rocky wins that one. But Rocky loses the first movie. Yeah. And then his son has a whole bunch of shitty movies now. They're pretty good. I mean, they're Rocky movies. They're a spinoff of Rocky. I've never actually seen any Rocky movies. Oh, just, no. Just you only got to see Rocky Four when he fights Dolph Lundgren. He's the sequel. The Russian? He's Creed Two. It's just his son? It's his son. Jesus. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> really don't have a lot of ideas. What a huh? tangled web we weave. So, Apollo Creed when is a doctor in this book. And he... I forget where they're from. They're from like Chicago? Chicago. Or? And Chicago. Chicago. And they go to, is it Banger, Maine? Yeah. Banger. Banger. Hardly know her. <laughs> and they go to Banger, Maine because he has a job there. And he's like, he's going to be the doctor at a college. And he's yeah. going to be giving kids the morning after pill now. <laughs> like, that's his job. It's not really a job worth moving across the country for. Yeah. But he's also trying to leave because her parents are shit. Oh, they're the worst. <laughs> so her parents hate him. The dad is a fucking royal prick. And uh, we'll talk about him later. Let's just have another beer because it's like that's already half the book. Yeah, that's it. Uh, sit, more sitting the sitting the scene here. Jimmy, you brought this one. Did I? Oh yeah. It's called lobster. I'm very excited to try this. I am really not looking forward to this at all. This is a this is a from Bridge and Tunnel Brewery, isn't that in Brooklyn or is it in Queens? Uh, it's like right on the border there. Probably. I don't they're know. in uh, Ridgewood, which is like right on which the border. Which is half, yeah. yeah. So I don't know which which side of Ridgewood they're this in. This is a lobster saison, oh. which is, sounds like a nightmare. I don't know what... It, I guess it's a lobster lobster beer. That's pretty awesome. So if you have a shellfish allergy, don't eat it. So this compares... Let's compare this to the other... The Saison actually from Maine that has no lobster. Yes. The Saison from New York that has lobster. <laughs> it's got fucking... It's a, it's a picture of a lobster taking down a subway car. I mean, lobster itself doesn't have much of a taste. You know, you it's, have lobster it's a, it's, tail. A, it's a vessel for eating butter. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's really, what it is. It's really all it is. It's like it's a, a lobster is the crouton in the butter soup. Oh my god! It is a butter containment vehicle. Exactly. Yeah. In addition exactly. of real lobsters with stalking eyes and bone crushing pinchers in the boil, expect full bodied season aroma and flavor with a most pleasing prehistoric crustacean finish. It's ridiculous. I don't. I don't. I don't like lobster. I don't eat it. I think it's creepy that people eat sea spiders. I don't want to have anything to do with that shit. I think they're pretty tasty. If real, if regular lob, uh, spiders tasted that good, I'd eat them too. Cover them in butter. I mean, I don't taste any lobster in this. I don't either. Though it's actually the best saison I've ever had because it doesn't taste like a saison either. Well, there you go. It's the best saison he's ever had. Because it's take it's 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 like <laughs> the lobster really bounces out darker yeah. than the other yeah. saisons. It doesn't have that spicy peppery note. It's a lot fuller bodied. It's a it's a more interesting beer for my palate. I definitely don't taste the lobster. I don't taste lobster. I mean, maybe but, maybe the shells all settle at the bottom. We gotta like shake it up. But <laughs> but lobster is a texture more than anything else, you know, because it is just you cover it in butter, and that's what you eat. You know, it's like a really th- chunky cream cheese. N- no. <laughs> Have you had a lobster? Not in a while. I don't like lobster. No, this is like this is making me in the pears. Okay, so they they get to uh, this place and they move into this house, and it's a great house. It's the it's the tits, and it has this. Nice old couple across the street, and uh, the old dude, Ralph Crandon. Whatever they, they say, a uh, yeah, every four sentences, of course. Judd. Judd. What is, what is a yeah? I, was, I wanted to ask That's how eight. Mainers say yes. A yeah, a yeah, a yeah, a yeah. Oh yeah, do they do that in uh, the? Show? You just every, did it. Every Stephen uh, yeah. King book. Well, no, uh, I was I was estimating. I've never heard it in person. I've never heard a person either, and I've Judd been to Maine a lot. But yeah, Are I've you? asked people, like, do they say that? Like, yeah, I guess they do. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's apparently because they say it in every single Stephen King book, he will n- never fail to have that. I think because everything takes place in Maine. Yes, it's his thing. Does the Shining take place in Maine? Uh, I don't think it does, but yeah, it does. somehow like, relates to the. They other probably books. start off in Maine and then take a trip. Uh, all of okay. his books exist in this. Like, there's like a crazy fan the same universe where they're all connected in some weird way. Even like even if it's like a throwaway line in one book, somehow connects. Yes. Techni- Which, technically, they are. It is amazing for a dude who can't remember writing half of them. They had to go back and read it and say, how do I work this in? <laughs> it's pretty impressive. So yeah, they find the old couple, and they're just a nice old feller and his wife who just sit on the porch. And who say, has, oh, like, yeah. she has T-Rex arms or something because she has bad arthritis. Oh, yeah. And uh, she's going to like one of them fancy highfalutin doctors with a, with a white coat. Don't use no leeches no more? Right. So uh, they become friends, and the kids are hanging out there with the old people, and she's making them like... Cookies that uh, must have like a lot of old lady hair in them. (laughs) So Lewis, one of the things he says, this is like the first line of the book, is he never had a father figure until he met Judd because his own father was dead. His grandfather didn't didn't have a father figure in his life until he met Judd. And so he really liked them. They're the next door neighbors. And he would, uh, Lewis would, you know, after the end of the day, after where he would just go and sit on, go over to walk over to Judd's porch, Judd's house, which is just right across the street, and just drink some beers. I have a feeling yeah. they're not beers. I they weren't lobster beers. That's I fucking like hope not. Rolling Rock, <laughs> yeah, drinking garbage. But they had a bunch of beers like we have. Yeah. Oh, should we open and one? They would we just should sit open one. And they would just drink a lot of beers. Well, this is before we get into any more of the plot. Technically, not a beer. This oh, is technically not a beer, but we should get this one out of the way, otherwise oh. it will hurt us. Neat. This is called Main Mule Rum and Ginger. It is basically ginger beer with rum. And, oh, it smells like it. And Un- unlike it is, the last one, there's no mule in this. No, one. <laughs> not maybe Very mule. Disappointing. Only artificial mule flavored. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes like uh, ass. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
It is 7% alcohol. And it's horsing around and pour that beer. Main craft distilling. Oh, yeah, yeah, you got it. Yeah. It's not <laughs> beer. That's what I keep trying to tell you. Technically, it's ginger beer, I guess. But anyway. It's, it reeks of rum. It's like pina colada butt lotion. It's pure rum in the nose. Holy shit. It smells like a margarita. It smells way strong. It smells like a ginger snap cookie to me. It's delicious. The smell scared me. This is an incredible, it's incredible thing. This is great. It smells exactly like a margarita, but it does not taste exactly like one. No, it tastes like Canada wet. <laughs> it's not it's just a good <laughs> Well, now I am. Ginger ale. $17? Like, he bought like a four-pack. Four pack. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, not dollars for that thing? No, yeah. that, I wouldn't have bought I it. I don't want to try it that bad. <laughs> this is really, really good. Yeah, that's nice. It's just like a mixed drink in a can, though. That's a yeah. new thing. I mean, and I don't know how that works legally, to put hard liquor in there, or if it really is rum, or... You know what I mean? Like, there's got to. I'm sure the the interstate law. I mean, are it's only seven percent alcohol, so it's expedition style rum. I don't know what that means. It's bitch rum, probably. That could be like you know lower alcohol kind of thing. I Every like can it. I contains it's the land and pride of Maine. How does it have the land of Maine? There's a sprinkle of dirt in every can. Oh, get a little so, bit. Of, get a little bit in that dirt. Offset the mule flavor. I like this. This is delicious. It tastes like ginger ale to me. It's 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 almost too good, so we can't have any more of it. Good call. So then they strike up a friendship, and things kind of settle out. And, uh, the, uh, and, and the Creeds have a cat. Well, they find out that behind the house there is a pet cemetery. Like Judd takes them back there. Up in the mm-hmm. woods nearby. Yeah. But this path that you never see them do it, but apparently the neighborhood kids all just well, mow they, the lawn they there. They used to. They used to hang around a lot more, I think. I don't know if they still do it. But the path is always well, back there. Back in Judd's day, yeah, the kids used to go. Well, the ghosts keep it clean. Yeah, that's what you find. Out. I mean, I think that's kind of what it is. The ghost pets. Yeah, ghost pets. There's a lot of ghost goats that just goats. nibble the grass. The grass. I guess it's still ghosts if you combine the words. <laughs> There's just an A in it. Yes, yes. <laughs> I can't think of a pun for ram right now, but yeah. So uh, that has to do also with ghosts. That's, that's a tough mm-hmm. squeeze there. A ramshee. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. <laughs> so those those creatures of the night are going around keeping this area clear for a cemetery, this Im- this improvised cemetery that kids have been using to bury their pets for like 80 years. There's like 11,000 hamsters in there. <laughs> and <laughs> that is a lot of hamsters in 80 years, yeah. It's like a uh, fucking genocide. It's like that uh, uh, Chinese tomb with the terracotta soldiers, but it's just goldfish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but before it was the neighborhood kids burying their pets, it was an Indian burial ground. Yeah, just a little bit further back. Like right for, behind it. Well, yeah. And for thousands of years. Yeah. Or at least hundreds, if not thousands of years. Yeah, the Micmac tribe. Which is a real thing, right? Yep, they're real. Yeah. I don't know anything about them. They're a tribe. Cool. That's all I know. I feel like Micmac and cheese would be like a really <laughs> offensive before and after on Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> I they invented, you feel correctly. They yeah. invented Tic Tacs. <laughs> the Tic Tacs. <laughs> They're mostly Irish and Scottish people. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking mix and max. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, then Judd's like, oh, yeah, there's my pet. I buried him there. And um, my dog, dog whose name was like. And he, said, like he says, like, yeah, I buried him. He said, I buried him the second time here. And, it's like, and he's like, what the fuck does that mean? No, he doesn't say that. He says, he it's says, some like, weird line he, like that. Oh, no, they buried him the first time. or He buried him here or something like that. But then later on, 
they realize that the years don't add up. And he's like, well, he's a fucking old bastard. He probably is just confused. His shit's all fucked. But then later on, you find out, no, he remembers everything. He's good at remembering. That's all he has to do. He hasn't worked in 30 years. He just sits <laughs> on the porch drinking fucking Pabst. That's the life. So then, like, halfway through the we're like halfway through the book, and like nothing has really happened except there's a creepy th- cemetery. And, and on Lewis's first day on the job, oh, yeah, that shit happened. goes bananas. Yeah. That's that dumb the fucking the guy was out jogging first mistake <laughs> and in Maine exercise it's cold Ew. there yuck Some, in September yeah no he's jogging in his fucking it was like 1983 it's like a they soft J maybe it's jogging they must have been the shortest short shorts like you ever see like dad shorts in the early 80s balls hanging down yeah, they're like <laughs> coochie cutters and this guy's jogging in that on the side of the highway and someone like I'm taking him out of his misery and they just hit him with his car no he was jogging <laughs> on campus and another kid drove drunk to school in the morning and hit him on campus. Being drunk, we can't we cannot empathize with that. Yeah. And so he gets into the hosp- the school infirmary, which is like for people who have herp. Not they're not really they're not really built to accommodate people with like their brain falling out of their skull. Yeah, like his head is held together with scotch tape. And they're like just put him down anywhere but on me because he's take, leaking. Take a Z pack. He's, brain. he's like a fucking overheated hot pocket right now. It's just <laughs> oozing out of every corner. And he's like, he's just going like, I think a, a so nurse can have two Motrin. And Lewis says, I, this is his first day of work. And Lewis says, as soon as I saw him, I knew he was dead. Like, I knew I couldn't save him. Wow. I'm not sure All if it his was... medical training prepared him for this day. <laughs> I'm not sure if it was a fact that there was two pounds of blood coming out of him a second or that his brains were in the other room. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't think he was going to make it. But yet, while he's still trying to save him while they, like, get the ambulance... While they, like, start the engine on the ambulance because it's, like, broken. Anyway. It's like uh, a Model T. The, yeah. the ambulance was, like, had broken down and he had to call an ambulance from another hospital or something. Yeah. And while he's working not that on it him... would have mattered. The runner suddenly wakes up and says something about the pet, pet something about the cemetery. Yeah, what was it though? Something like, spooky. Don't go there. Yeah, or don't. Something, like that. And it was something like what was it? I don't remember. Don't something fuck like your, your cat. cat. <laughs> <laughs> it's really don't be weird. a pussy. Go to the pet cemetery. Uh, he's, I thought he's, he like says like the doctor's name or something, and then the doctor yeah. sees him in a dream that night. But he like, tells him, don't go him. there. Like he warns him in the there. night. Yeah. He warns him in the dream. No, he warns them while on the fucking table. On the operating table, or on the yeah, he's like on a carpet. Office. He's not even on. He's like on the what, floor. Like, we got to get a new rug here. All over the carpet. It was like a Manhattan clam chowder, oh. the red one. Oh, God. oh that, is, that is a horrible, horrible, but very specific thing to say. Uh, yeah, he says something weird, like essentially like a warning. Like, he's don't exceedingly do it. foreboding. And then he's like, uh, "What?" But I was just going to give you the best medical care you could receive by taking your temperature. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's asking you if you're pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Can you uh, bend over and cough, please? I need to see if your balls retract. And that's what he does. He he does nothing for the guy. (laughs) And then the guy dies. And they're like, hey, there's nothing you can do, Doc. That dude's brains were spread across three miles of campus. And he's like, yeah, I guess so. All right, what's for lunch? And then he just kind of goes. fish. He goes. Doesn't even make sense. I don't know, yeah. It looks like old brains. <laughs> old brains. It looks like old brains. You ever seen that shit? No. I mean, yeah, I've seen tuna fish, yes. I guess they're fine. Not like not like sashimi, but like from the can. <laughs> All right. I, I, I don't have like a... 
like the whole human body works out into sandwich ingredients. It's like, oh, no, that looks like old brains. And roast beef looks like old vagina. Well, yeah, that's not Everyone knows that. And that's a fact. The beef curtains. I mean, come on. Roast beef. It's right there. So uh, he goes home and his wife's like, what's wrong? He's like, nothing. I just saw a man die. And then he just keeps banging his wife all the time. Like, good for him. Yeah, she's like, I, had, I heard you had a hard day. Sent, sent the kids away. Like, let's bang a lot. Or I'm going to give you like a hand job in the bathtub. And then we're going to bang, which doesn't really make much sense, but sure. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, hand jobs are pretty awful things. Like, they're just a prime in the pump kind of situation, you know? Literally. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't, you don't like, oh, honey, that was a great hand job. Well, I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> Unless you're 15. <laughs> Who says, oh, man, a hand job. Good old-fashioned. Honey, was it good for you? <laughs> that, that hand job for I'm you. I'm calloused. I was like, you better ice that wrist. You're not going to write right for a week. <laughs> I sprained you. <laughs> Been doing them tantric hand jobs. <laughs> Takes dozens of minutes. It's like shaking a hundred hands. <laughs> so, yeah, that happens. <laughs> And then, uh, then, then he has a dream, and the dude's like, all right, come follow me. I'm a fucking ghost. But, you know, and he's like, all right, yeah, that makes sense. So they, he leads him to the pet cemetery, but he's like, this is just a dream. I'm going for the ride. And then uh, he, like, walk, the ghost kind of walks through the door. He's like, I'm just going to go through the dream. And he, like, walks into the door, and he hits it. And it's solid. Like, oh, man, this is a very real dream. Fuck that. And he, like, opens the door and just walks out and follows him barefoot in his PJs to the pet cemetery. And he's like, hey, when you're here, like, don't. Don't do things. Well, then he says, like, we're going to go to the other place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Over and the deadfall or whatever it's called. There's, like, the, the, a bunch of sticks that you couldn't possibly get over, but you can walk over it. It's like, okay. It's, just, it's a pile of sticks. Yeah, but it, like, comes alive sometimes. It's like a staircase, but made of sticks. But then there's stairs, like, cut into the stone. I, I was trying to hard to envision it, this it, area. It, it it's looked, really weird. It looked like... Well, the first thing, well, there's a staircase after that, but there's like a, a big pile of sticks and trees, and they're like, I couldn't possibly get over it. But you walk over it, and it's just like walking upstairs, even though it looks like an amorphous pile of wood. But only if you don't look down. Yeah. Because if you look down... And if you... anything speaks to you, don't respond. Right. Sticks are very noisy guys. bastards. Mm-hmm. They'll really stick it to you. And then he follows him to the other don't secret... To the secret... <laughs> <laughs> That's in the pet cemetery. <laughs> He's like, I don't know where we're going. I'm stumped. <laughs> yeah, he leads him to the actual cemetery. Up behind it, the secret magic stick pile. <laughs> yes. That keeps away all of civilization. It's like, ooh, those sticks look bad. I'm not going to go back there. Except for one dead jogger and an old man. <laughs> they can get there. He's in his 30s. No, no, the old... Uh, oh, Judd. Judd, uh, Judd yeah. Nelson, he knows where to get there. He gets the jogger's there. dead, though. The jogger's dead. He's a ghost. Yeah. So he can go through sticks. That's not a problem. Anyway, the and he's r- like, "Don't go to this place because this, this is where the crazy shit happens." And yep. he's like, "All right, cool." And then he wakes up in bed, but and his old. feet are really dirty. So at some point, uh, Judd ends up telling Lewis about what really goes on, and that people realized if you bury something in the pet cemetery, it comes back to life. Well, not the cemetery, the pet cemetery, no, but like the area the Indian, behind. Yeah, the Indian, the Indian Micmac, the Yeah. And so first, it was like. Uh, the Judd with his dog back in, you know, aught five or something yeah. like that. 1862. Yeah, it was like early, like 1910, the first no, time. He, he says he, he died was, again in 1916. Well, so Judd says he was buried. In, he was, oh, not buried. He was born in 1900. And so, yeah, so this like is like 1910. And then the, the first part, it was like he had different years when his dog died. It was like, that's weird. He's like, no, no, the dog came back to life. 
But it was, but it smelled funny, and it, it acted like a weird. Dead dog. Yeah, he doesn't say any of this shit until the church dies. No, but doesn't he? But he tells them all. After Lewis that. has to know. I need to bury church up there in order for him to come he, back. He knows, so he had to, he he had to have no... He had no, to, he doesn't know. So what happened? The cat dies, gets hit by the... So also the whole book, they live in the sleepiest part of the world, yet somehow on the dirt road, Mack trucks filled with oil barrel down at 90 miles per hour and nobody sees them coming. It's the interstate. And, but it's like an interstate dirt road. Oh, uh, yeah. It's Maine. <laughs> and so... That's happening constantly, and they're like, that's scary. That's dangerous. We have children and animals, and we're going to die from that, possibly, foreshadowing. And then on uh, Thanksgiving, his wife and kids are at the grandparents' house or something. Back in Chicago. And he had to stay there for work or something, and then the cat gets hit by the truck, and he finds the cat yeah. dead. And then the guy, Judd's like, oh, let's... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to... He's like, oh, my He's daughter. like, come with me. Once Bring the cat. The, uh, something happened where the daughter was like worried about death. That, and, that happened slightly before. Right. The woman had, the old lady had like a scare or something, right? Mm-hmm. Like a heart attack or something. Also, she was afraid because they went to the pet cemetery and the daughter, you know, who's like oh, separated yeah, yeah. or something yeah, like that. I was like, oh, death, but. Learned like the cat's going to die. Right, right. So then he's like, oh, fuck, how am I going to explain to my child that cats die? And he's like, oh, boy. Maybe he has a beer for that. Nate, you brought it. I brought this. It's called the Cat's Meow. It is by Exhibit A Brewing Company. It is an India Pale Ale, and it is 6.5% alcohol by volume. And it says at the top, 8 out of 10 cats say their owners prefer it. It also says catnip for people. <laughs> okay. Beer is catnip for people. This is on the can. Based on the description, I've got high hopes. It tastes like mice. Mmm. <laughs> Very nice IPA. Yeah, it's fine. It's an IPA. Lighter. More of the... Uh, Citrusy, fruity kind of flavors, but nice. Yeah, it's 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 pretty good. I like it actually. Like the longer it, the longer it sits inside me, you know. Oh yeah. It doesn't have any of any of the bitterness really. So the old guy's like, oh, "If you love your daughter, follow me. <clears throat> Bring that dead cat." Or they put the ba- the cat's the cat in a bag, and he's just like, "Oh, I gotta go like, bury yeah. this cat somewhere." He's like, "All right, let's go. Come with me." And then Lu- is it Lewis? That's his name, right? Yeah. He's like, "What the fuck is happening, old man?" And he's like, "Just sh- uh, oh yeah, or is that the noise? Oh yeah, hey, oh yeah, oh uh, yeah." And he's, just follow me and just uh, you know make like Uncle Cracker and follow me, and then everything will be all right. Yeah. And they get to uh, the thing, and he's like, "All right, we're gonna climb over the pile of sticks." Oh, and he says, "Don't if anything talks to you, don't talk to it. Ignore it." And which is you know something you tell your friends all the time walking through the woods at night carrying a dead cat in a bag. Well, yeah, who hasn't done that? So he, there's, you know, don't talk to things, and he, he kind of like sees and hears little figments, you know, like nothing too extreme yet. And then the old bastard's like, just gonna climb over this pile of dead sticks here. Is, is the deadfall? Is that what they keep calling it? The deadfall. The deadfall. And he's like, we can't do that. Just don't look down. They do, and then they climb up. He's like, I think it's forty-two steps or forty-three steps. And they get to the top, and he's like, it's forty-four steps. I'm old. There's like, there's like a thing with the number of steps, like yeah. as if that fucking mattered. Look, you don't have because you can't look. You just have to walk, right? And then um, they get to the top, and then they're like, all right, gotta bury the cat here. And it's like the shittiest dirt in the world. It's like stony New England dirt. You gotta <laughs> earn it. Yep, that's what dirt's like there. You have to dig through that shit, bury the cat, and then you build a, a cairn over it with piles of rocks. And then like, all right, job's done. And then they go home. He's like, don't worry about it. Just, just, just like you know. Don't worry about what happened there. Oh, okay. Cool. And then the next day, the fucking cat comes back. Just like that old song. Cat comes the back. cat came back. The very next day. Oh. Gosh. Thought he was a gunner. Yeah. I had to sing that shit in elementary school. Me too. my teacher was probably 60-something when I was five. I <laughs> yeah. 
Just, all we sang was like old timey show tunes or some shit like that. So whatever the fuck. Nice. So it's, it's a really weird song. Yeah, because people are trying to clearly trying to kill this cat, <laughs> but it keeps returning. Maybe that was the inspiration for this book. It was, yeah. So then uh, the cat does come back, and he's like, "Whoa, not cool!" But the cat's not really it's, itself it's anymore. It's acting weird, and it smells funny. It smells like death, and it's slow, and it's like, "Great, I used to have a cat, now I have an even shittier cat." Yeah. What a good pet. Thanks, old man. <laughs> and then the old man explains everything to him, and of course, this is where. Animals get buried and come back from the dead. That's just something we have here. And he's like, like a Denny's. <laughs> yeah, right. Or a really good Hojo's. The realtor never told us about this feature. And he's like, did anyone ever bury a person there? He's like, no. No, who would do that? No. End, end cough, of chapter. Cough. No one's ever <laughs> done yeah. No. That. That's so bad. Don't even think of it. That's crazy. I never even considered that in my 83 years. Let's go have a beer on the porch. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. And then the family comes back from Thanksgiving, and then the daughter is like, oh, yay, there's church. Oh, wait, he smells funny. And he's acting weird. I don't like this cat anymore. Yeah. And uh, then months pass. Then, like, book two starts, and I swear to God, I missed a chapter. Because it starts, like, farther ahead, and then it jumps back later on. Do you remember this shit? Vaguely. Like, it starts... What are you talking about? Well, it starts immediately with like they're at, they're getting ready to have the funeral for the little kid. And oh, I was like, yeah. I don't yeah, fucking yeah. remember him even dying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then it doesn't, it doesn't really explain anything until like later on it jumps yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, It explains to the yeah. fact you're that right, right. the son, Gage, who's like four or five or something. Not yet. I think he's even younger. Three. Than that, yeah. he, like, to- he, toddle- he toddles out onto the road and gets hit by a truck and turned into meat. Yeah. Into basically just meatloaf. But at that, uh, how does this connect exactly? Isn't that soft swerve? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, the truck did not swerve, basically. This one sounds really good. This is Captain Lawrence. Soft swerve, pineapple colada milkshake IPA. Oof. An IPA brewed with pineapple, coconut, milk sugar, and vanilla. That sounds pretty fucking awesome to me. What do you think of this beer? It's not bad. Mm, I think it's a little too much uh, pineapple. How can that be? Well, it just, is there it such just, a thing as too much pineapple? It overshadows the other things. I don't really get a whole lot of pineapple. Yeah, I get some not, sort of citrus thing in there. I don't get coconut. I don't get vanilla. I'm getting a lot of milkish. Yeah, I'm not. I w- it needs more coconut vanilla. I'm not. I'm not really getting the milk. I don't know. It. I want to say. I actually don't really like this that much. I'm disappointed in it. Though I wouldn't say it's because it's too much pineapple because I don't really taste pineapple. I really, I really don't either. And it's not possible to have too much pineapple. All right, maybe I'm saying the wrong thing. <laughs> pineapple but is delicious. I'm saying I don't. It doesn't. <laughs> first of all, it doesn't taste like a pina colada. No. Um, no, it doesn't. The, the milk sugar, though, wouldn't taste like milk, per se. It's just a sugar, it's a sweetness yeah. no, that the yeast can't but it's eat. Got, it's got like a, like a, almost a feel, it, kind of. It gives it a, a silkier kind of uh, feel, I guess, or a slightly thicker body. I can get, I can get a, like the a ghost whisper of a hint of a pina colada, but not, not really. It just kind of, it doesn't taste like any of the things it says to be. Rupert Holmes would not enjoy this beer. He's the guy who sang the pina colada song. Well, he just asked if they do. He never said if they do. No, no, he does. You, 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 the third verse, man. The third chorus. Well, that's the characters. I don't know if Rupert Holmes like pina coladas. I'm sure he was asked in every single interview he's ever done since that song. So do you really like pina coladas? And he's probably went from the gamut in like nineteen. Actually, like, I, I listened uh-huh, to one. Who doesn't like pina coladas? I, to like, listen, I listened I to an interview with him. And, and he, now he's like, just please buy. That line he wrote last because it fit the number of syllables. He just kind of like winged it in the rehearsal. Like he wrote the rest of it and he's like, and that, I think it was that line about the pina coladas 
Or just like, oh, that kind of fits. I'll just roll Well, because the song was originally called Escape. It wasn't called the Pina Colada song. So the kid's dead. I think and it jumps back and forth a little bit. Yeah, you're like, wait, when did that happen? I, I legitimately thought I had missed something. I went back. I was like, okay, all right. And it's just one of those out-of-order storytelling things. It was, it was jarring. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, no, dead kid. That's not cool. But then as soon as the kid's dead, because like three minutes before, they're like, you, do you ever bring back a person? You're like, I know what's going to happen. Yeah, I know where this is going. And then you find out about the time they did bring back a person. Yeah, some kid came home from the war, dead, and his dad buried him. And he came back, and he's not right. He was a fucking asshole. He, he was not 100%. Everyone. He was saying really nasty shit to everybody. He could tell everyone's darkest secrets. Yeah, and he would just say it and taunt them. And Which they, is a weird zombie power. Well, cause, so they kind of say it. They do say it throughout the book. I can't remember the fucking word for it now. But for the evil spirit thing that is actually what lives at the cemetery, it's like the, the fucking zombie thing. There's a word they use, and it's a Native American word. It's a real thing. I looked it up. It's in the dictionary, because I was like, is, is he making this shit up? And it's in like the dictionary on the Kindle, so it's hmm. not a super obscure thing. I don't remember at all. The only research Stephen King was doing that was into Coke dealers. So. I was like, what does this word smell like? <laughs> but there's the... the Something with the Wendigo or something like that? The Wendango or something? Oh, the Wendigo. Yeah. It's like a Wendigo. mythical creature. Right, but like that's the thing that lives in the cemetery. That's the thing that's like raising... I think that's the I, thing that I remember that the... because I've heard Wendigo is a different thing. Yeah, but in it the was book... Like a, it was like a person that uh, f- did uh, committed cannibalism yeah, yeah. in the mountains and then like they became a Wendigo. Well, in this, I think they explain it as something about the tribes and... It's like a spirit that like inhabits the body of things. So that's what is really bringing back those things from the dead, right? They're not really because like they're a, not it's themselves. Like a vessel. Yeah, they're not themselves. They become a, become an evil spirit wearing them like a meat suit. But some, but like for the pets, they just come back as dummies. You know, like they're just kind of. Except when the guy brought back his bull. His bull was a big dick. <laughs> Somehow a guy dragged a bull up there. Yeah, they took like a bunch of them Prize to like drag them yeah. up over the thing, and like, they took a bunch of hours to like bury it. And he did. And then it started just all did with chase people around and try to kill them. <laughs> Gored them. Until then, they just shot it again. Yeah. Had some sweet, A week later. Sweet ribs. Mm. So, yeah, then um, you know where this is going. And uh, Judd is like, you, you don't want to do that. Oh, yeah. That's not good. You definitely don't want to bury your kid there. Oh, but wait. Doesn't his wife die first? His wife dies first. Because you, first you think his wife is the one that's going to get buried there. So it Judd's wife. Yeah, he, she, Judd's she wife. Has she's a heart she's old. She has a heart attack. Big old shitty wife. No. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, she's dead. And you're like, oh no, because Judd brought him up there with the cat. And you think I I, I was thinking it's going to be like a Judd's going to. You owe me now, so can you help me bring my old back wife up there to bury her? But he knows, don't do it, because shit gets all fucked up. And he also regrets what he did with the cat. He's like, yeah, it was a bad idea. I, I had 14 PBRs and I told you about it. Shouldn't have done it. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, yeah, it kind of gets into you. And this is where it gets like very Stephen Kingish. We're like, oh, the, you know, you just kind of, the spirit just kind of makes you do it. And you don't really know. And, and you, it feels wrong when you do it, but it, it makes you do it. And, and you did it. And, and uh, if I didn't want to do it. And like, what is, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, take your some responsibility, old man. <laughs> <laughs> but that felt like the same thing in like The Shining and the same kind of shit in a lot of other Stephen King books. Yeah. Like this evil spirit that never other gets articulated. possession. Yeah. But there's a whole bunch of like, other shit about the husband getting into a fight with the father-in-law and blah, 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 blah. blah. Like, yeah, knocking over the coffin of the dead kid. Oh, man, yeah. Because the father, the father-in-law has hated this. Because she married this fucking douchebag who made her look poor. While he went to medical school. I mean, 
If you're well, gonna, she like supported him through medical school. She married a doctor. But if you're gonna go, a doctor yet? <laughs> yeah, but if you're if you're going into the stereotype of like the mean Jewish dad who has a lot of money who doesn't like the Gentile, I mean, you, you can't avoid the stereotype of like, oh, did you marry a doctor? Like, it, like that's what happens. Like, like, what was Stephen King thinking? Play, pick one, <laughs> right? Like the father-in-law is a prick, but like, he was he, still a poor. He even comes out at one point. He, he pulls out his checkbook in the flashback. How much money to make you go away? Yeah, that was the thing he never mm-hmm. told the the daughter about why he hates him so much. And she's like, "Why don't you just get along?" <laughs> but not really, because she knows her dad is a dick. Yeah, she's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a prick." But this is, so. then he sends her and the daughter away <laughs> to like go visit your parents and just hang It'll out. Be with really them. good for everyone. Just give me a few days. I'm not gonna dig up our son and bury him in an Indian graveyard. I, swear. I promise. I'll Pinky be, swear. I'll, I'll join you guys. I'll be right back. I'll be right, right behind you. I just got to like, you know, sort through the mail. So then, of course, he's going to go bury the, dig up the kid. And, and the old man's like, you don't, you don't want to do that. Like, don't do it. I know what you're thinking. an exceptionally yeah. long saga of him digging up the dead kid. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was like, it was really, 10% it was really of the book. out. It's him. Just like, just dig up the kid, man. Bumbling idiot trying to break into a cemetery. He like falls out of a tree and smashes his hip on a tombstone. Like, if he's dead, he's never going to walk again. <laughs> yeah. He, it's a, heaving his dead child over the fence. In like, a I tarp. He, yeah, I guess he can't get, you know, any worse, so it's fine. This is clearly also before their like, dateline, because he goes to one store, and he's like, I need a shovel, a tarp, rope, bleach, gloves, a balaclava, like, like <laughs> yeah. Or can I have the? Uh, Do you have any chloroform? Dig up a dead body, uh, the bury a dead person secretly kit. Do you have one of those, please? You know what he also bought there? Uh, a beer. I think he bought a beer. I think he did buy a beer. Yeah. Uh, he bought this, this one. is like the Amazon page would yeah. say people who bought this also bought black gloves, black, black mask. <laughs> this is a beer I got in uh, Ohio recently. It is from Brewdog USA. It is. Called Radio Zombie Phonin, and it is a Russian Imperial Stout, fourteen percent alcohol. Oh, Jesus Ugh. Christ! It's got the word zombie in it, so you can see how that connects. And there's radios in this. And the probably. cemetery has dogs in it. Oh, and yeah. they drink a lot of brews on the guy's porch. And someone uses a phone at least once. Yeah, he does like use the phone. They talk on the phone all the time. Yeah, and I'm sure the word "in" appears at random points. Yeah, because it's in his wife's hand. <laughs> <laughs> She was really phoning it in with all those hand jobs. First off, you do oh, not taste. Oh, I do fuck. not taste the. It booze. is strong. I don't you taste don't. It. No, oh I do. My God. Yeah, I I can taste it for sure. That's strong. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's better than the average uh, of this genre for me. But uh, yeah, that's that's strong as shit. It's a little one note for me. Like kind of. Yeah, the note is booze. I wish there was a little more to it. Besides, just kind of like sweet. It multi is. Flavors. It's quite sweet. So I like when these, these big beers have something in it, like coffee or chili or something like to set it off vanilla. Like this is this is solid, and it wasn't. It's not a very expensive beer. Um, I've never seen it in New York, but they make it over there and they make big quantities of it. Pretty good. So I yeah. A couple if this is the thing you're into. This is one of the better ones I've had. Yeah, when you can get a four pack of it for like twelve Dude, you bucks, blackout. Pretty pretty banging. It's like drinking a bottle of whiskey. Just chloroform the beer. Each one of these is like three beers worth of booze. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So if you drink four of them, that's a 12-pack. It's efficient. You don't <laughs> it, pee as often. It's very efficient. So then, of course, he brings the kid and buries him at the place. But wasn't there... Oh, like the old man was like, I know where he's going. I'm going to watch. But then he, he falls asleep because he's an old guy. No, that's but what like, they do. But I felt like, this, like something that's made later. him fall asleep. 
It was, you know, it was, it was alluded that it was an evil spirit that did it, but also he's just an old guy, and that's what they do. He's like, I need to get that. He's an old guy who sits on a rocking chair and drinks a lot of beer. He's going to fall asleep. <laughs> old man on rocking chairs with beer, yeah. He's going to fall asleep no matter what. Sure. So, yeah, but then he, like, buries the kid up there, right? That's basically... He buries the kid, mm-hmm. and the wife has, like, psychic premonitions where she's like, I've got to get back home immediately. So she, like, leaves the daughter and takes the first plane back and dri- rents a car in Boston and drives. Yeah, well, because they... This is back in the day when you could just walk up to the f- terminal. Like, I'd like to get on that plane now, please. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, here's a you want a, an aisle seat? Right. And uh, she's she's trying to do that. Like, well, there's no connecting flights between Chicago and or where Bangor, was, Maine. Yeah. And so or you, Portland, even. You're gonna have to take like 13 like little fucking puddle jumpers. Or she could get. She, I think she got like to Boston fairly reasonably. Yeah, like she everything but was like didn't, too, but was barely too missed the 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 flight to. To uh, either Portland or Bangor, because the ghosts kept her away. Yeah, basically, pretty much. Yeah, and so she said, "I'm gonna go get. It. I'm gonna rent a car." And she rents a car, and then she's. I'm I believe in the local vernacular, it's a car. Oh, right. She gets in. <laughs> like so, the bad guy in the Jungle Book. Shere Khan. <laughs> oh no, I guess Ka was one of the good guys. Oh, maybe the I'm, snake. Is that the snake? The snake. Ka. He was a. He was a townie. <laughs> hey, Mowgli! Come on! Come on! <laughs> get the go to the bar. Come on! <laughs> Get below. We're going to have a great fucking time. <laughs> so whatever it is. It's wicked hot in this jungle. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking jungle in here. <laughs> so she's, she's trying to fucking drive her rental shitbox, but she's, I'm instantly sleepy. Yeah, she's like, well, I, well she, I, I think reasonably she's yeah. a little sleepy. It's like, I need to drink two gallons of coffee right now. So I, I could drive like a diabetic. and take a terrible shit every twenty miles. <laughs> I mean, it's it's like a it's a long drive from Boston. Yeah, I don't know how long that is. Couple, four, five, six hours. Well, at least six. it's a little, a bit over two hours to Portland, and so to Bangor, it's like another another two, three, or four. So yeah, it's, it's a long, a long way. way. And she's she's fucking gunning it overnight, but then like the car breaks down at some point. Yeah, and she all to, all the ghosts are trying to keep her away. They want this dead kid, but they but they they want the, they want to get into the dead kid and then they can walk around and toddle. So they're conspiring. They make an old man go to sleep and they make a lady drive badly. <laughs> <laughs> what supernatural powers they have! <laughs> but notice the ghost didn't help the dad at all. You know, like they didn't make it so like the cemetery gate flew open. You know, like. Well, that was outside their outside their domain. But they can control fucking flight patterns. Yeah, <laughs> come on. And they can't open a little gate thing. They've got gate a strong lines. union. Very strict rules for the ghosts. You know, the, the, the Wendigos don't don't mess with the gates. That's a teamster's job. <laughs> so uh, eventually, of course, he buries the kid in the thing. Like doesn't even remember getting back to the house. Falls asleep. And every time he sees the cat, he kicks it, by the way. <laughs> yeah, because the cat's a dick now. But it's not really. It just kind of like stares and like looks like it's like, well, also, it's like also a lobotomized cat. He, he kills the, the cat The cat again. wasn't a dick before. Yeah, he does kill the cat eventually. He but gets like a syringe full of doctor drugs. In his bag in, his in the satchel. closet. It's like he's a, Dr. He's a doctor making house calls. He has a, and, and also when his wife was distraught over the sun, he would just randomly give her shots to go to sleep. He would give her uh, like benzo pills, I thought. Oh, they were, I don't think they were shots, were they? Uh, whatever. He was like drugging her out. They were like, yeah. they were like anti-anxiety things or sedatives. I don't think that's ethical like for a doctor. It was the it's 80s. not ethical for doctors to treat their families, own families, even though they, they do it anyway. Well, I mean, if you give, you, you give your family a fucking antibiotic is one thing, but knocking your wife out on tranquilizers. 
Uh, yeah. So you I'm can, sure yeah. it happens constantly. Mm-hmm. So then the big ending happens. Yeah. And this, this, that was my qualm with this book was it was a solid 80% filler. Yeah. Oh. It, was 70, it was 60% filler, and the rest was like a slow burn. But if it, there was a lot, if it had just like condensed all the shit that didn't matter, it would have been, I thought it was a good book, but it lasted like do that way too long. I, I, I mean, I liked, actually liked it, but what will help you like any book more is a beer. Nate, what's this beer? It's called Stock. It is a double IPA because yeah. his wife handled this stock. <laughs> it is by Proclamation Ale Company, uh, and it is 8.5% alcohol. Sweet. Well, that is a really nice IPA. Yeah, this is very good. That's delicious. I like this very much. That's like the right balance of sweet, a little bit of bitter. The hop flavors are not too weird. You know, Warwick, like, Rhode Island. So, uh, I, yeah, the the whole book, I enjoyed like it. I like this I thought, one better I liked than most. It. I thought it was honestly. good, but it, it was, there was a lot of not... It could have been slimmed down. For sure. That's true for pretty much every Stephen King book, though. Yeah, because yeah, we read It. Yeah. <laughs> that one definitely could have been slimmed down. I mean, the pro- also, like with It, there was like a bunch of different concurrent stories. So you could rationalize that there was a bunch of shit and all that other. There's like about a town. This is about one family. Mostly but there one was a, guy. Yeah, there was about one guy mainly, and it just, it took... His wife for, is a one-dimensional character. Yeah, it's it, really it just him. took forever to get to... I mean, honestly, the I main part, which the is main part of the death the son of the dies, son. he buries his son, his son come, comes back to I life. I thought it was going to be a book about zombie pets. I was like, this is a fucking stupid thing. Yeah. So I thought pleasantly, like, oh, this is actually a more interesting story. But it just, it took a long time. Like, even yeah. like the death of the son and burying and digging up the son and getting the son buried again was long. Oh, yeah, that was a quarter of the book. I just remember what we, we forgot all about. There is something about the wife, though. Like, the, there's like the flashbacks or the wife talking about oh, her like the death dead of her sister. Because like PTSD. Yeah, her sister died of a like childhood death syndrome or whatever the fuck. Like some awful like, had, lupus. I don't know what she died she of. She has some kind of terminal illness. Yeah, and the parents were like, everyone felt bad because that sister got nasty and mean and S- spinal meningitis. Uh, okay. Right. Yeah. And like her parents went out to like just see some friends and left her there with her, and her sister died while she was there by herself with her when she was a kid. Yeah, and she like never got over it because she was kind of happy that her sister was dead because it was so miserable. Yes, but also she like never got over like like she couldn't deal with the concept of death. Right, it like freaked her the fuck out. Somehow, like I, I just I don't even remember it is that the the sections of the book I forget what the first two were called, but the last section is like the last ten percent of the book is Oz the the great and powerful Oz or something like that, right? But like with a child with a... Yeah. The great and powerful Oz. And that's what the sister used to say. Yeah. So I was like, what does this have to do with anything? It was weird. I don't know. Because it was the the wife's worst nightmares coming back to haunt her. Right, but like, but why did it switch to the wife being the main character? It didn't switch to her being the main character. Like her focus even. It's like a reference. I guess. Felt, it felt kind of Stephen King is forced. very about weird references and like weird uses of language. You're not always very good ones. No, not always, but you can always tell when it's him writing it. Sure. Or he likes to put uh, quotes from weird songs and shit like that yeah. as ep- epigraphs or whatever. It's just a stylistic thing. Yeah. So then, uh, so then it gets real dark and the kid comes back the very next day. And he <laughs> yes, he does. And he sucks. He sucks really hard. It's clearly uh, not the kid. Like it's not like his spirit in it's there. It's not little Gage. No. And the old man's like, oh 
I woke up. Oh, shit. I missed it. Shouldn't have pounded that case of Natty Light. And then, uh, then the kid kills him. Yeah, the kid stabs him to death with a with a scalpel. It's his father's scalpel. Oh, yeah. Okay, first the scalpel. kid goes into the house, and the dad's like passed out. And then he goes into the medical bag and gets the scalpel and then goes kills the old dude. And then the wife comes home and sees something's going on over there. So she goes into their house, and the little kid stabs the wife to death, his mother. Mm-hmm. But he, <laughs> he like, While the dad her. is asleep in the other house. Typical 80s dad. Just <laughs> <laughs> asleep. Just not present. But he, like the wife doesn't see the kid as like the little demon he is. Like she, she's like a, it's like a mirage he, like, he, or something. He like, lures her with magic. Yeah, when Fandango magic or whatever that word is. Fandango. Wendigo. Wendigo. Yeah. And then, uh, then the scatter dad removes scatter removes. <laughs> <laughs> but then the house, something the house gets lit on fire somehow. I forget how that happened. That was the very end. But like, oh, that's when the dad. The dad there, lights right? the fire, doesn't he? He burns down the house. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, because that's what happened to the uh, the other guy that brought back his son to cover up the bodies and yeah. Oh, because there's no forensics back then. Like, this house burnt down. It's CSI like, was a third TV body. Yet. Like, no, there isn't. Oh, right. Okay. Maybe those are just teeth they had. <laughs> these these people had twenty six extra teeth. <laughs> Hello, people. I tell you, from a baby. One thing. <laughs> one thing that I couldn't. Help, I thought was really funny and weird when the kid comes back. And he's taunting the old man after you like. Yeah, cuts. that was the saddest part of the whole book. And he's like, "Your wife was a whore. Your wife used to fuck all of your friends and laugh at you while they did it. And she they fucked her in the ass." Was so like, was that true? Yeah, that's fucked up. Because the because the wait when, wait was it true or was it just the demon saying whatever but, well, was going to make the guy? Because when the when the, the when the time. when the guy came back in the old days, he said things that were true of everyone. Yeah, and it like was like oh, oh said Jesus. the worst secrets or yeah like the the, like the the thing that would fuck them up the most, and so he said it to this guy like Jesus, while you're sta- while he's getting stabbed to death by a baby, <laughs> your wife used to get DP'd <laughs> by the fucking farm hands. by the mailman and the pharmacist, just like okay, yeah. what a way to go. <laughs> she, yeah, that's fucked up. I was like that's I guess that's true. She yeah, was such a it nice was old true. Lady. <laughs> She had T-Rex arms from her hands getting stressed out from all the gangbangs. Oh, God. Her hands were just permanently cocked from handling all that cock. From the cock. <laughs> I guess we should have this last beer. But then the dad catches him and injects him in the butt with, disease, with you know, doctor Just like the wife doctor doctor potions. injected in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> and then he burns down the house. And then he takes his wife with him, though. Oh, to bury her there, yeah. Before we get to that final scene, let's have this last beer. It's called uh, Creatures of Magic. Who brought this thing? I brought this. Creatures of Magic, a New England oatmeal... India Pale Ale. But man, that was fucked up. And that guy's wife was fucking everyone in the town. Everyone in <laughs> and town. And that just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yes, it did. Like, like, Jesus, was... dude. And they all came into her nowhere. Now, I don't remember in the... He said, oh, the guy said, he's, you know, the, the when there's a flashback scene or of the... Uh, okay, so I'm not crazy. Like, yeah, where no, the fuck... Just... Like, the guy, I forgot what they said. One was like... He told another guy like his wife was cheating on him, or then he told another guy that he was. They said, "Oh, you've been stealing money from this thing or that thing." Stealing money from your dad or your sons can't wait for you to die and sell off your business. Yeah, yeah. Then he said something to Judd, but I don't. I think Judd didn't say what it was. Yeah, I don't think he did. So maybe it also told him then. Well, he might not have been married back then. So you're gonna marry a woman who's gonna fuck everyone. Only in the butt, though, so she won't get preggers. Yeah, that was like a really it's like a. Like, Obscene details. Burlington Beer Company. Oh, there you go. BBCO. Big, beautiful beer company. So is this Vermont? 
Vermont, yeah. Oh, some more uh, New Englanders? Product of Vermont, USA. That was a really... Uh, well, what book am I reading all of a sudden? It is nice. It's a little more better than the last one. But mm-hmm. It's not bad. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah. I mean, it's super, if you look at it, it is opaque. It looks like pure, solid pulp. You know? It is not a... Uh, a glass of Sunny D? Sort of, sort of, yeah. I like it, though. Uh, it's pretty nice. So the oats, I think, give that cloudiness and, like, the froth. It'll help us poop later. I don't think you get the fiber. You don't know that. You know? If you drink a lot of beer, you get to poop. <laughs> Science. So then uh, then the, he takes the wife, he bears her, she comes back, and then she kills him, right? No, no. She just says, hi, honey, or whatever, puts a hand on her shoulder, and then that book ends. But isn't she holding, like, a knife or something? Doesn't she get a knife when she She just it? says, hi. I don't remember. She's just there to like hang out, maybe get a handy in. I don't. I don't it definitely did. I don't. I don't remember it don't at all. Him. Saying that she was going to kill him. Oh, she says, "Darling," is what she says. Yeah, that's close. It's kind of left open ended. Yeah, I don't think there's a sequel to this. No. No, I guess you're right. Maybe I just totally imagined that part. I mean, it's, it's not. It's not a, a unreasonable assumption. But it, but uh, so the, his his. Uh, Thing though was let me bury her right away. That's why they, they believe he believed he was like too far gone. Yeah, yeah. And something went wrong. But so if he buries his wife while she's fresh, she'll be okay. It's you know absurd, but for the rest of the book, works I guess. For the, you know the last ten pages, and then she comes. Well, she says, "Darling," but you know it could go either way. Well, the kid could talk fine. The kid could talk better than when he was an like, actual kid. Right? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and the kid did not he know the vocabulary. Three, so. I was like, I like getting hit by trucks. Your wife get fucking your butt. <laughs> it kind of be really. It kind of be sadder if he does a chase. Your wife got that ball swap against her puss. <laughs> Mouthful of cock meat. She laugh at you with a mouthful of jizz. It was yucky. It looked like oatmeal. <laughs> That's basically what he said. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. So I have to admit, I really didn't like this book. I just felt. It was so obvious what was going to happen, really like from the middle, where once they go to the pet cemetery and the, the first time with the cat, and then they ask, and then Lewis asks, everybody, has anyone ever buried a person up there? Oh, no, 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 no one's ever done that. No one's ever thought about that before. And then it's like, oh, well, that's what's going to happen. And then yeah, you're right. very soon after that is when the young son dies, and it's like, oh, it's really sad. Oh, they're going to bury him in the fucking pet cemetery. And then there's like how at, many hundreds of yeah. pages? At that point, yes. I mean, I admit I didn't see the ending coming. Of I, the, okay. Yeah. Fair of enough. The, of the weird zombie baby it, killing the old man and the mom. I mean, yeah, I guess I didn't see that specifically coming. Yeah. But that wasn't necessarily good either. I mean, I but also I, 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 I also thought it was going to be about zombie pets. And so when it was the kid, it was like, oh, this is what I, different than what I expected. So in some ways it was better because I expected something stupid. Yeah, I, I want to say I agree. I kind of thought it might be about the pets and just like, like if it weird, was a weird book about a zombie cat, then I don't like this book. <laughs> and it wasn't really about that. Yeah, so that's why I was like, why do people like this shit? I don't get it. But then I was like, oh, okay, it's not really about that. But it was kind of dumb. And and yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I just thought it was going to be the old lady that got buried, and then the son dies, and oh, I guess it's him instead. But it was really very predictable. But I will say the ending was better than most Stephen King books. Because for me, I, my opinion, most Stephen King books I've read, the ending is stupid. He has a lot of weird, weird, weird things. Like he gets like he goes off the rails. He gets weird, and then suddenly at the end, it's even weirder. Like oh, okay. Well, so, uh, someone said to me, he can't stick the landing. Like, I, I could see that, I, especially it. 
when you think of the ending well, of it. Well, that's one of the weirder ones. It's absurd, though. Yeah. It's like you spend 1,100 pages, and it's like, and all the kids fuck in the sewer, and they oh, bite the well, tongue off of a space turtle. You haven't read the, uh, the Dark Tower and the ending of all seven books. So. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Okay. <laughs> that's fucking bizarre. The first book was really dumb. I can't imagine reading the other They ones. do get way better than the first one. But the ending is bizarre. But yeah, it, it, he gets very weird with the endings. Yeah. But I, I admit, I, I, I'm a Stephen King fan, I more know. so than definitely you two, but the, more so yeah. than other people certainly. They're fine books. They're entertaining for the most part. I, he's also, he also, I, I'm a Stephen King fan. Like the main ones, like there's a lot of deep cuts that are garbage, and there's a lot of mainstream ones that are garbage. Because well, he puts out a book every nine hours. Yes, that helps. I mean, nine and a half. That's what I said earlier. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, he might have sped up now. I mean, now that you, you know, you know the. Email and shit. Type it on his phone. But yeah, he put out, I mean, he must have 40 books. Is that an unreasonable guess? At least. No. In, and in, in about 40 years or 45 years. Yeah. No, he's one of the more prolific, certainly. I mean, it's like, you know, there's other people like, you know, James Patterson and Mary Higgins Clark and well, all like other shit. Patterson and like Clancy, like they farm it out under their name, don't even write their books anymore. Yeah, they come up with an idea, and then like, you, well, Tom Clancy's been dead for like ten years. So. Yeah, he's still writing books. He's, he's like the Tupac. He's the Tupac. Yeah. <laughs> Patterson's the same fucking thing. Like it says Patterson at the top, and then it says by someone else on the bottom. Not even small, but Patterson's still up there. Or like he created the, he wrote the first book in a series. Is he the Alex Cross guy? Uh, maybe. Uh, I don't remember. Sources say yes, maybe. Sure, they're probably terrible. But all, all those, you know, who was that one? Like V is for this, and S is for that, and like. Those detective yeah. books, yeah, I forget yeah, yeah, those. Yeah. Like these people put out a shit ton of books. They could create a, but Stephen King. It's at least, modern day Pulp Fiction. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, it's Rite Aid romances. Oh, that's nice. It's Alliteration, nice bitch. Walgreens books. Alliteration assholes. So what you should have said. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I was going in sequential assholes. order. Consonants, cunts. <laughs> Diction, dickheads. Yeah. So yeah, I, I thought I I I, enjoyed, I wanted to know what happened. I wanted to finish it. It wasn't difficult to read. It wasn't boring, but it was there. Was just like, yeah, I think right. yeah, I, I think that Stephen King, like uh, Philip K. Dick, writes a good story that can be made better by other people. I think that's a fair assessment. He's definitely better than Philip K. Dick, but he he, he comes Probably, up, he comes yeah. up with interesting ideas that are pretty cool. He just writes weird, and sometimes there's a lot of bullshit. Yeah, but like. I mean, I haven't seen this new movie yet. I haven't seen the old movie. Looks probably it's probably shit. It's probably garbage. It was actually it did well. It wasn't like a totally it shit upon good, in the. It wasn't shit upon by critics. But like the, the, the sequel, the, was. the new one. I saw the preview. It looks actually very interesting. And like they changed a little bit of it. They kind of gave it a more of a modern sure. feel. They didn't like modernize it, but it's it's you know more of the aesthetic of what we're used to. But it looks like it's gonna be pretty good. I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna see it. I'll check it out at some point because John Lithgow's great and everything. So I liked it better. Wow, I really, th- I of really the books? thought I, of the. So I've, yeah. I mean, I, I liked it better too. Of, the, st- of I, the Stephen King it, so. books I've read, and I guess this is number five for me, maybe six, five or six. I would say I liked it better, even though the ending of it was. Like definitely really fucking weird, but like a fever dream. I want to say I was more interested in the book overall, so I think I liked it better. Though I though eleven twenty two sixty three was also like too long because it just had too much in it. But I liked that; it was fine. It was interesting. I haven't read that one. I like The Shining a lot until the end. It gets kind of dumb. I uh, never read. The I liked Shining. Christine until the end. Then it gets kind of dumb. I saw that movie. It was pretty absurd. The movie is the book is more ridiculous somehow. Wow, that's 
That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> it's more ridiculous. Probably, yeah, probably five or six, too. Uh, I liked Misery until about three quarters through, then that gets really stupid, too. It just it jumps the shark at a certain point often. Pet Cemetery kind of didn't. That's why I liked it yeah. more than the other ones. It was consistent. Yeah, it kind of felt it even. I mean, it was slow. It definitely... It could have been trimmed. You definitely, yeah, it definitely could have been trimmed. But it wasn't bad. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. If you like this kind of a genre, it's definitely one of the better of yeah. the genre. For sure. But tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And if you're still listening, please leave us a review wherever you're listening and just uh, round up to five stars or we don't have to bury you in an Indian burial ground. Please. That's not a threat. Legally. I have to say that. <laughs> and we are now members of the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. So if you like this, check them out too. They also like beer. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.